All right, everybody. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. This is the final draft recap that we are doing, the NFC West Wiz. And, uh, well, we got our answer. San Francisco 49ers, and uh, we both like this roster a lot coming into this draft. Uh, there was a lot of speculation on that third pick. They they moved up, and the pay they picked to lead them in the future is going to be Trey Lance, a, a very, very, very intriguing prospect athletically. And, uh, yeah, so what is your take? You know, do you think it's a it's, it's a waiting game that Trey Lance is, is not going to be the starting quarterback to start the season? We know there's a lot of offensive talent on this roster. Uh, you know, rushing game has been enhanced a little bit more with, with Trey Sermon. They pick up the guard from Notre Dame, Aaron Banks. Uh, they continue to add to the – we knew they had to add some secondary pieces. They did with Ambry Thomas out of Michigan and later on the USC safety, Talanoa Hufanga. So I think the 49ers did a really good job here. I'm very excited that Trey Lance is there. Uh, a little bit different player that, than, than, than Jimmy Garoppolo, certainly from an offensive perspective, gives him a lot of options. So, Wiz, what did you think about the San Francisco 49er draft starting with Trey Lance? Yeah, I love the play. I'm surprised about the pick because reading the tea leaves, it appears that San Francisco is ready to say goodbye to Garoppolo. And Trey Lance is not ready to step in and play quarterback in the National Football League uh, with his limited amount of snaps um, that he's taken so far in his career. I think he'll be a terrific player, but I felt Matt Jones was more ready to play, and I think I'll be proven right about that. That said, Trey Lance going forward has a ceiling that maybe even greater than Trevor Lawrence. Uh, so I understand the pick, but I was surprised by the pick because I thought they're ready to win now, and I think it's going to take Trey Lance some time. That being said, maybe Garoppolo will play some some good football uh, to you know to, to start off and at least uh, let Trey Lance learn a bit and uh, sit in that quarterback room and uh, and gain some valuable experience. Remember, Aaron Rodgers sat on the bench for years before he actually stepped on start behind uh, Brett Favre. So we'll see how that plays out. Looking at the rest of that draft, uh, Aaron Banks is a good player. It looks like, you know, if you played offensive line or Notre Dame, tight end, any of those offensive line positions, look like you're going to be a top second or third round pick. Uh, and Aaron Banks was taken with oh, pick 48. Don't, do not love the value there. I thought there were better players around and even went afterwards in him. Uh, the, the 49ers have the food running back on their roster. I mean, this is this is absolutely incredible. I mean, Wilson and, and Mostert and Gorman signed with them, and then they drafted two interesting rookies who play different style of football. Trey Sermon is more of a bruising, uh, elusive back, and Elijah Mitchell gives you a different type of speed on offense. And a very interesting running back situation that's going to cause a lot of fantasy football headaches the upcoming season. Overall, I thought it was okay. We'll see how the Trey Lance thing works out. I don't like the Aaron Banks pick with pick number two, and I thought some of their other picks were, were okay. But considering the ceiling for, for Trey Lance, I'd say their draft was good. 
Yeah, I think the hardest thing to assess here going forward will, will be that will, will be that running back room. And you know, last year, you know, it's interesting. Every time when he was healthy, that and we had Mostert on a couple of uh, rosters that you and I were partners in. Every time he touched the ball, it seemed like he was running for five to seven yards every single carry. The problem was. Uh, every seven carries, they were taking him off the field with some kind of ankle injury, and he's an old. Yeah, what do you do there? I mean, I don't know. Ryan Mostert, if he stays on the field, he can't be unseated. I mean, I have just eight yards to carry. He, he runs like a gazelle. He's a tough runner, but he can't stay on the field. So, what do you do with him? I mean, I'm just you know rhetorically talking between us right now, but we're, we're going to delve into this at length and depth uh, as this thing gets closer and closer to the start of the season, but that running back room, I mean, is, is, is full of talent, athletic ability, young players, some veterans, and uh, I know you're a fan of Wilson, yeah. who runs as hard as anybody in the National Football oh, yeah. League. Wilson was tremendous, and, and, and probably won a number of people if they were quick enough last year, because he wasn't, you know, when most of it went down, Jeff Wilson was the last man standing, Tevin Cole Coleman was, was banged up, and Jeff Wilson brought, you know, with his performance in, I think it was week 15, right? Didn't he go crazy in week 15 and 16 in, in both in both weeks uh, with, with basically... I think he, was, he played in that Thursday night game, and he went, he, yeah, he had a tremendous game. Yeah, so, you know, there's a lot of talent there, so definitely we'll be watching that situation closely. Uh, I'm going to move to the Arizona Cardinals now, Wiz. We know this offense is quite interesting. Uh, they, they bring a rookie, a rookie here onto this offense, a guy who went crazy his freshman year in college at Purdue and Rondell Moore, a kind of a surprising pick. Uh, you know, I think the Cardinals had some issues on the defensive side of the ball and on the offensive line. They waited till the very last pick in the seventh round to pick an offensive lineman, the center from Penn state. Um, Michael Manet, um, Zavon Collins. I think some people would scratch their heads as terms of a, who, as a first round pick, as as soon as the 16th pick in the draft. That's the linebacker they took. They did address defense. They also went with Marco Wilson at cornerback. They're going to need to obviously. Patrick Peterson is gone. Uh, the edge rusher from Duke, uh, Victor Demuke. So they did address defense, and they went with other cornerback, the UCF's cornerback, Tay Gowan, uh, the safety from Cincinnati, James Wiggins. So they added where they needed help, and that was in the defensive secondary. I'm very intrigued with Rondell Moore. Uh, I know we look at this receiving core. They added A.J. Brown to it. I guess this potentially means the end of Andy Isabella. That was a McKenna favorite. But Rondell Moore, any, any offensive weapon that you add to the Kyler Murray offense is intriguing. So what did you think about what the Arizona Cardinals uh, did in this draft was? Yeah, I mean, Jalen Collins is, is one of the most interesting guys in this entire draft. He's a big, big player. And then you are just shocked how well he moves and how well he covers. Uh, so I thought he's an interesting player. Uh, I don't mind the pick. There are safer bets, I think, that could have been taken. But I think, you know, you're taking a guy who has tremendous healing and a tremendous playmaker on defense and can wreck some games. Uh, so he's an interesting pick. I was a little surprised, not where Rondell Moore went in terms of the round, kind of who he went to and uh i don't know uh i like the player i think he fits well there but man it's tough for another receiver to put up 
big numbers when Hopkins is there. He's just one of these guys that just requires and demands so many targets a game. It's difficult, I think, for a secondary guy, especially a rookie rookie wide receiver, to come in and expect – you know, 80, 85 catches, although in another situation, he could do that uh, with another team. So it, it makes it for an interesting pick. I'm not surprised where in the draft he went to, kind of who took him kind of surprised me. And I thought the rest of the picks were, were, were okay. I thought Marco Wilson is an okay quarterback, pretty good value, pick 136. Uh, Tay Gowan, another guy who um, – I think it was a good value pick. I thought their draft was 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 okay. All right, and we know the Rams didn't have a first round pick in this draft. That part of the Jalen Ramsey deal with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, so they come into this draft, the Rams, and you look, they have gone all in in the short term here. Uh, obviously, picking up Stafford at quarterback. Um, I think. One of the things they needed to address was the receiving position because they lost Josh Reynolds. I uh, wish they took two receivers in this draft. They took two to Atwell in, in, in the second round at pick number 57. Later on in the draft, they took a very tall receiver out of UCF. Not big numbers, but big guy, 6'5", like 220, and that's Jacob Harris out of UCF. You and I talked about their linebacking crew and Ernest. two Ernests they took. They took Ernest Jones out of South Carolina and Ernest Brown, more of an edge guy out of Northwestern. But it's very difficult when you don't have a first-round pick and actually they did have three fourth round picks in this draft but I don't know I look at this draft pick I'm not sure that Atwell I'm not sure how that kind of fits in here what I do know they took Jefferson Van Jefferson last year is someone's going to have to catch those balls Reynolds became a very dependable target and we talked about they lost Everett they still have uh, Tyler Higby here but Reynolds became a very very dependable target as the season wore on last year so so there will be someone out of, out of Van Jefferson and the two guys they drafted last year that potentially fill into that slot so your thoughts Wiz on, on what the Rams did in this draft I don't like it. I don't. I don't like their draft at all. I thought they. I mean, in my view, I thought they had one of the worst drafts. You know, in in, in this past draft, uh, I thought the receivers that went all around Tutu Atwell and after him that are better. Um, I don't quite understand when you have Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. And then you draft Jefferson last year, and he has like a promising young player. Looks like he could do something when given the chance. I don't understand how you make Adwell your your first pick. I understand that you want to have a different dynamic receiver because with Stafford, you're going to be able to do things that you really weren't able to do with Goff, especially that long ball and home run pass. And that's kind of not Cooper Cup or Robert Woods' uh, forte. They're both good receivers, but different kind of receivers but that being said I do not like taking a wide receiver especially that wide receiver with their first pick in in, in pick uh, round two pick 57 and then after that I I thought it was just okay Uh, so considering everything uh I, I do not like the Rams draft. Well, I, I would say this. You know, when, you, when you're picking at, at pick 57 and you have a 39-year-old or 40-year-old offensive lineman like Andrew Whitworth, you would think that that's a place where you need to address because we know their offensive line is not great to begin with. Matthew Stafford now the quarterback there. Yeah, he can 
Matthew Stafford can move a little bit, probably a little better than, than Jared Goff, actually, uh, at, at quarterback. But but nonetheless, not a single solitary offensive lineman taken here. So, yeah, very questionable. I agree with you there. Um, speaking of questionable, um, look, Seattle right now, I think right when you look at that team, uh, a team that everybody was so jazzed up about to start last season and the way they fizzled out and the fact that they had nearly no one to pick because they only had three draft picks in this draft. I, I am very, very concerned about the Seattle Seahawks coming into the regular season. Uh, I mean, they did lose David Moore and they did pick up a, a receiver in this draft. And that is Dwayne Askridge out of Western Michigan. Uh, they get a cornerback in round four, an offensive lineman in round six. That's all you have here. But there were so many question marks coming in. There's not a lot that they could do, the Seattle Seahawks, that is. And, you know, right now, this is a team that has a, that has a target on its back in terms of continuing to see a decline because they finished the season so poorly last year. And, again, was only three draft picks in this draft, so not a lot that they could actually do in the draft. Yeah, and I, I thought those were very uneventful picks as well. I mean, don't really don't really like it too much. Uh, but again, you know, right with the Rams, another mm, poor draft. You know, you look at their equity, three picks. They they really couldn't do much. Uh, the Jamal Adams trade, <clears throat> they trade a lot of equity in that deal. And uh, again, <laughs> you look at the Seahawks, and uh, yeah, they could use an, another wide receiver, but. It's hard to imagine that when you have Metcalf and and and, uh, and Lockett, that the first thing you need to do in this draft is draft a wide receiver. I like Asbridge. He brings toughness. He can block. He's a great blocking wide receiver. When they want to run the ball, he'll be out there probably with Metcalf and 11 personnel. Uh, and then Trey Brown, he's okay. He's on. You know, he's not a big cornerback. He's not physical. I don't think he's going to help that much, and uh, and um, and it's a very uneventful draft. I I don't like the trajectory of the Seattle Seahawks at all. Yeah, and one thing I should mention too is you know they they actually declined uh, Rashad Penny running back here as well. They declined his option, so you know this is a player that hasn't stayed healthy since they drafted him in the first round a couple of years ago. So yeah, the future of the Seattle Seahawks could look a lot different. We know there was a lot of rumors about Russell Wilson uh, and 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 the offense is. The whole offense, the way they played finishing out the season, was very, very poor. So a lot of eyes and a lot of scrutiny. I think you'll see, look, and they did extend a contract, longer contract to Tyler Lockett. Both of these receivers ended up having top 10 fantasy seasons in, in, in Lockett and, and Metcalf. But the way they ended the season has me wondering how this evolves and, and, and where these players rank coming into the season. Because I think Russell Wilson will definitely slip in this year's draft. But, you know, as we get closer to the season, we'll talk a lot more about that. But nonetheless, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. Been real fun going through each of these draft uh, recaps, Wiz. And uh, we got more coming as we uh, continue to move towards the 2021 NFL regular season. A lot that needs to be ironed out from here. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we're going to start, you know, we're, 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 the teams are settled, the free agency, draft, and uh, now we're just going to be looking forward to the upcoming season. We're going to really delve into rankings and, uh, and uh, all of these teams and players in a, in a much more uh, intricate way. All right. Fantastic, Wiz. Have yourself a great evening, and thank you very much. You do the same.